Part nine of Coniston Tales by W. G. Collingwood. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Ballad of Young Beaumont. In the time of Edward the Third, Sir John Elland, sheriff in Yorkshire, attacked Quarmby Hall and slew Sir Robert Beaumont. His two boys and widow went to Townley in Lancashire and Brereton in Cheshire, where they lived until the lads were grown up. Then, with young William Lockwood, son of another victim of Elland, they met Lacey, Dawson and Hay at Cromwell Bottom near Brighouse and killed Elland, after which they fled to Furness Fells, 1346. In or about 1363 they returned to Yorkshire and tried to recover their patrimony, but were set upon by the people and slain. In 1346 the Fleming of Coniston was Sir John, who was succeeded in 1353 by his elder son, Richard. The ballad is such as would give the tradition of our local Robin Hood, after some generations had blurred and confused it. In 1350 to 1360 there was probably no park, though there were deer. There were no tall chimneys, though there was a Coniston Hall, and it is not certain what was the age of the spring's bloomery, though I think it may have been in working about the time of the story. When grass was green and shores were sheen, young Adam of Beaumont's gone to hunt the roe and the fallow doe in the park of Cunningston. For he has slain the proud Elland that did his father quell, and he has fled with his merry men all to the woods of Furness Fell. There's Adam and his younger brother, and Lacey and Lockwood's will, and Dawson Tough and Hay of the Clough that the sheriff's life did spill and they have ta'en to the furnace fells their outlawry to bide but little they reck of the outlaw's doom and little their deeds they hide in satterthwaite they house them in a safe and sure bigging all for to drive the abbot's deer and the deer of the proud fleming so now when dew was white on grass or ever the morn was red they tripped so light o'er grisdale moor and turned the water-head and the granger woke as he heard them pass and cuddled him closer in bed fowl and folk were sound asleep toft and town were dark and coniston hall was steeked and still when they break into coniston park swiftly ran the good greyhound and sharply twanged the bow and for every flight the arrow flew a heart was lying alow come big we hear a bright bonfire and brittle a heart a grease Hold now your hand, my brethren dear, and break your fast in peace. Here's venison steaks would feast a duke, and drink that never will fail. It is my proper tap, quoth he, for they call it Adam's ale. Sir John he waked, and Sir John he winked. Is the lathe a fire? quoth he. Nay, nay, Sir John, tis a pitstead reeks. Lay quiet, said his lady. Dickon looked out, the young Fleming, and Robin looked out, his fear, and as they stood at the grey garth yet, a laugh on the breeze they hear. The woodland thieves are breaking our park and taking our fallow deer. Forth they went with their miney. They were six men and a score. Now will ye fight or will ye flee, for we be twenty more. Adam he drew a good bow, and Will and his fellows all. But a score still stood in a lawn of the wood, 
though six of the foe should fall a boat a boat cried young lacy and a boat cried wily will now stand ye rogues cried robin and dick we'll be up sides with ye still by thirst and water there's a spot ye'll ken the springs for sure where smithy folk should land a boat for leading of the yore cut her adrift lads adam he cried i'll hold em while ye board but even as she took the water away he's fallen on the lairy sward a rescue a rescue cried they then and backed upon the oar but up there came the fleming's men and he's down beneath a score now fare ye well my merry men all farewell to the morrow's morn we'll stop thy false tongue dickon he growled and gagged his mouth in scorn sir john sat on his high har seat now fetch the rascal here to be judged for shooting of my men and for slaughtering of my deer for these two deeds that thou hast done is each a felony so think to-night upon thy sins and to-morrow on the hangman's tree the gag was rugging at his teeth his hands and feet were fast and beards wagged all in coniston hall for they'd ta'en the thief at last and never a soul would rue the morn but one her name i'll tell that was the lady's bower maiden and they called her kirsty bell it was kirsty here and kirsty there and kirsty fill for me but i as he sat on the russian floor he followed her with an e so light of foot so fair of face and a look so soft and kind and oh thinks he could i win me forth she never should bide behind sir john was merry the lady laughed and dickon and rob gan sing lass take yon knave a sup of ale for a health to our lord the king it will put him in heart to play his part on the morn says the proud fleming how can he speak if his mouth be stopped says dick take out the gag how can he stand if his feet be fast says rob then let them wag how can he drink if his hands be tied why so says kirsty bell and sned the cord with a carving knife or ever the shouting fell the bicker was in his left hand and the whittle was in his right here's to the king cried adam beaumont and the lads i'll meet to-night oh when folk were fain to flee when they saw yon whittles shine but their feet were all in a snarl with ale and their eyes were mazed with wine and man there was a durdom or ever they cleared the hall there were folk aneath the table-board and up the chimney tall away away my bonny lad it is no time to lake but will ye gree and flit with me and never a step i take he clipped her up betwixt his arms as a shepherd carries a lamb and there afloat in the little cock-boat the bainest gate for ham and while she'd laugh and while she'd greet and the stars shone bright aboon nay but life and love were sweet by the light of a hunter's moon end of part nine